Hey, it's Ian Altman. I'm joined this week by my good friend Marcus Sheridan for a repeat visit to the Same Side Selling podcast. We're going to talk about why Marcus has been so passionate about video and how it supports not just sales, but also marketing. We're going to discuss the top seven categories of videos that you can create that will drive revenue and build that hockey stick growth that you're looking for. And we'll have a deeper dive about the About Us video that companies invest in putting on their website. You're going to learn a ton from Marcus Sheridan. Marcus Sheridan, welcome to the show. Altman, dude. I am so excited to have you on here. And uh, most people know that you and I are good friends, know each other for a long time, and um, have shared the stage probably together more than I have with anybody else. Any other speaker. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are my number one twin on stage. Gotta love it, man. (laughs) So, Marcus, start by... I know all these things, but share something surprising about you that our audience may not know. Well, like, uh, yeah, like you, I am fluent in Spanish, fluent in Spanish because uh, I lived in Chile for two years of my life. And in fact, Chile was where I learned that I was supposed to be a speaker. Really? That, that was actually the place where I learned it. And so... Um, it was an amazing time of my life and there was, um, many, many wonderful things that happened down there, which by the way, if you've never had Chilean empanadas before, you haven't lived a full existence. (laughs) And so I would, I would strongly recommend that, uh, if you haven't done that, you consider it. Yeah. All right. So the Chilean empanada, not the same as the Americanized empanada. No, no, that's not even, that's fried dough. Chilean empanada is where you, you find there's this place between um, earth and heaven, and that's what's in the middle. It's the Chilean <laughs> empanada. That's awesome. There's there's a visual for everybody. So listen, though though many people may have you on their podcast to talk about the nuances of Chilean empanadas. Yeah. Um, you've been beating us over the head about video. Video stick. <laughs> You've been with, with the video stick for a while. Why? You know, I really uh, let, me, let me. I'm going to pop a, a quick quiz on you. See how good your your history is. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. See how good you are. Do you remember the year that email became mainstream with businesses? And I'm going to give you. I'm going to allow you to give it a two year window here because it's debatable. Mainstream, I would say. 1989? <laughs> a little early, buddy. A little early there, 89. You People are laughing at you right now. 89. No, email became mainstream for, for businesses yeah. really between 95 and 97 with 96 really? being the hotspot. Hotmail didn't come out until 96. It didn't go mainstream really until Hotmail. That's really? when it started to happen, okay? So you say, why am I talking about this? Well, what's interesting about this, and you may know this, you know, as a sales pro, and I've, you know, spent a lot of time with sales teams too. And I'm, in fact, I was, I was with a really big pharmaceutical company in Scandinavia last week, and I brought this up. And that is, uh, there's a few of them that have been in the room. Excuse me, been with the company for over over 20 years. And I asked them, I said, so you as salespeople, when email became a thing, how many of you pushed back? And it was amazing how email. We all think it just just 
immediately just took on. There was a lot of salespeople that pushed back that did not want to do email because it was new, it was different, it was change, right? But ultimately, they seeded because that's what happens. When the marketplace goes there, you have no choice, right? Sure. Well, we are today in 2019 with video exactly where we were in roughly 1996, 97 with email. Those that do not get on are going to be left behind. We have decided there is a better way to learn it, to see it, to talk about it, to teach it, to show it. And um, hopefully companies are starting to catch that vision. That's why I believe this is so important. It's not going to go away. It's only going to grow in importance. Yeah, you know what? I think that's, I think that's totally the case. I mean, and, and I, I guarantee that my adoption of video um, was partially influenced by you. And I believe one half of 1% – Remaining was influenced by other people, but I'm pretty sure the 99.5 came from you saying, dude, Altman, you got to be doing video. And I will tell you that for years, for example, for, for, for many years, I wrote a column every week in Inc. and Forbes online. And today, I don't do that, yet every two weeks, we put out a video on LinkedIn, and I get more engagement on those videos than we did in those articles, yeah, it's so sticky, and plus you can, plus you can track them so much better in, in terms of you know uh, seeing who's watching them, especially if you're if you're using LinkedIn Premium and stuff like that. It's a, this is a no brainer. And here's the the one thing about this though. I, I, let me say two things before we dive into this. The mistake that a lot of companies make is they see video as a marketing play. Okay. Fundamentally, video is a trust play that is all about sales that happens to benefit marketing that so, is the order by which it needs to be understood in the company and too often it's like ah oh, it's a marketing play and we talk out of it like it's a marketing tool so as ricky said to lucy explain so explain explain <laughs> fool so it, it, here's a way to look at it right and anybody that's in sales would really appreciate this because I'd love to ask, what percentage of the people that you meet before you shake their hand feel like they have seen your face, that they've heard your voice, and they truly feel like they know you? What percentage? And it's astoundingly low if we're being honest with ourselves, right? Ian? Sure. It's astoundingly low. So what happens is we go – we have these sales relationships, and the first portion is is this thing called building relationships of trust, right? And we try so hard to do that because we're attempting to quickly humanize ourselves with yep. the prospect. Well, nothing humanizes like seeing you and hearing you and watching you and learning from you, and that's the way we can do it. Now, the other thing is when you see this as a trust play, you don't, you don't just – Bucket it, right? When you bucket it into marketing, sometimes the sad reality is it gets marketing dollars. Marketing is still the redheaded stepchild of most organizations, right? And so sales has a greater, always, is still to this day, has, is seen as having a greater influence on the bottom line of the company. And the mistake that many companies make with video is that they, because they're doing fluffy marketing pieces, and not saying, okay, so what are the videos that would help our sales team today? Then they end up asking themselves things like, so is this actually working? Like, 
I see we're getting some views, but is it leading to any business? Whenever that conversation is occurring, we got a problem, man. We, sure. we have a problem, right? And so we need to make sure that it's seen as primarily a sales tool, but above all of that, it's the thing that allows you to become the voice of trust in your space arguably sooner than anything else if it's done the right way. Yeah, and, and so so the, the message I want to make sure that people hear, because I don't want people to gloss over this, is that it's not about creating the ultimate professionally produced marketing slick whiz-bang video. Right. It's people within the sales organization, let's say, or within the organization across the board yep. saying, look, this is these are the types of questions we're hearing from customers, and we're going to address these just like you and I are having a conversation and let people connect authentically with us, not something that's overproduced with a whole bunch of graphics, but is just kind of more in the raw. So that way when, when that individual shows up at the client's office, it's almost like a star just showed up. Is that where you're going? Well, yeah, I mean, in, and and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about the types of videos specifically to that point, right, that buyers really want to know about. And I, I want to say two things while they're on my mind, Ian, to what you just said, because people hear this and there's always doubts, concerns, and, and, and excuses as to why we don't, don't do this. It's amazing to me how many people will say, I'm just not good on video. They actually believe that. Um, interesting. Because if you go to almost anybody that's in sales or anybody that's in leadership or management and you say to them, so would you say that you're a people person? Almost every single time they're going to say yes. <laughs> almost every single time, right? Yeah. But yet they'll say, but I'm just not good on camera. I'm like, oh, so do people see something different face-to-face -face than they do on camera? The problem is – They're just stealth – wait, wait. They're just stealth people people. So it's like I'm a stealth yeah, people person. The cloak, right? Exactly. So, so it's it's a situation where the, the moment we start seeing the camera as a customer, as a real person and prospect, and stop seeing it as a camera, and therefore communicate we like we would with a prospect, everything starts to change. That's the first thing that I would say to that. Second thing is, people ask me all the time, Marcus. Um, so do we do we? You know, uh, it's like a lot of work here, a lot of prep work, and a lot of scripting, and all this. I'm like interesting to me. So when was the last time you were meeting with the prospect, and you said, oh, yeah, he or she asked you a question, and you said, oh, wait a second, let me pull out my script here. So the answer to your question is, and you read them the script. I mean, it's just <laughs> never happened before, right? No salesperson has ever done that. I certainly hope not. Not if they went to the Ian Altman School of Sales, because they know that their job is to keep going and to address the thing the best they can, right? And so when we carry the same mindset like we do with a prospect and just have that conversation with the camera, again, like we do with the prospect or the customer, it gets so much easier. Ian, I've seen so many companies now because what happened was is my company at Impact, we have an agency, and about two and a half, three years ago, I said to our team, so would it be possible to teach companies how to, how to have a culture of video in-house, where they didn't just outsource it, they did it in-house. And everybody said, no, Marcus, you can't really do that because you know, the people, they will never really get good on camera or they would have to produce their own videos and that wouldn't go right. And I said, but, but wait, like we've done it. Why can't other companies do it? And so we went on this mission and I've seen these things play out over and over again. I would say nine out of ten people, and I really mean this, Ian, can be very good on camera. Yeah. 
You know, and that's that's the thing is I love the fact that you're covering things that here, here's all the stuff that people are going to give as excuses why they can't do it. And it's right. just not true. Now, I have seen some people who just freak out. They get in front of a camera. They freeze. They get anxiety. And a lot of it comes back to kind of the performance side of it. We've, we both had the good fortune of working with our friend Michael Port. And Michael always says, look, if you're worried about how people are judging you, you get nervous. If you're thinking about how can you impact other people, then you become less worried. So that's maybe why you and I have that weird gene where our heart rate probably goes down when we go on stage rather than up. Well, yeah, and that's that's exactly right. And we're talking about intentions here, right? And, and, And I really in that moment, I'm obsessing about are they getting what I'm saying right now? Am am I – this message I'm trying to carry to them, is it making a difference? But what do you say we talk about the videos that move the needle? Is you know, that that's, cool exactly, that's exactly where I want to go is – so now, now, now we've got people yeah. on board and people say, yeah, you know what? Okay, Marcus, you convinced me. Video's growing. I can do this. So now what videos actually are going to make a difference? Because my guess is if companies start with six or seven videos that move the needle – then there's a pretty good chance that they're going to have no problem doing the next 20 or 30. Yeah, so we have found as we've gone on this journey, Ian, that there's essentially seven videos, seven types of videos that move the needle. And what's cool about each one of those videos that I'm going to talk about right now is they help the sales team immediately. So again, you start with sales. Marketing becomes a beneficiary as well, but we're starting with sales here. So I'm going to blow through these. I'm sure you're going to just stop and ask questions about these. But um, it's, it's powerful. Let me just say this one other thing. The number one video that companies produce is the About Us video. How many salespeople do you think are saying, man, if I could just send this About Us video out to the client, I bet you this deal will close. The fact of the matter is About Us videos, for the most part, do not generate revenue unless they are done a very specific way, which I will mention on the seventh type of video, right? That will be the seventh one that we talk about. But about us videos, if you're looking to spend a lot of dollars for little results, that's where I would suggest that you start. (laughs) So if so just as a note to people, if you want to spend a lot of money and not get a lot of results, that's it. I don't know if I don't know if you saw I had a um I had a video recently that said why the about us you know part of a website is actually repels clients. Yeah. It, it's just we want so bad to tell them we're good looking, but they can see us. Yeah. They can figure out very quickly if we are or are not. Okay, so video number one. Video yeah. number one is what we call the 80% video, right? And you'll certainly – you've heard me talk about this one many times, Ian. But So if you talk to most salespeople and you say, what percentage of the questions you get on a first sales call or conversation are essentially the same questions every single time? You're going to hear generally a number somewhere between 70 to 90%. Okay, so in other words – we are hearing almost the exact same questions every single time we meet with the prospect, yet we continue to answer these questions over and over again. And every salesperson that's listening to this is saying to them, like if I said to you, are, are there certain questions that whenever you hear them on a sales call, you just roll your eyes and you say to yourself, how do they not know the answer to this question, right? Or, or, or it's a matter of every time we meet with this type of organization – this question always comes up. And the funnier part is what organizations will say is, well, you know, a couple of our guys are really good at answering that. And some of the people not so good. And I'll say, well, so what if you create a video 
of the yes. good people that the people aren't so good could then share it. And they look at you like, oh, my God, we, we could do that? Yeah, yeah, my right man Marcus will show you how to do that. <laughs> yeah, so, so what you do is you brainstorm the top questions that you're getting redundantly, right, in these sales conversations. And what we suggest, the, the number we found is best, is choose the top seven. It's top seven most yep. important questions. And then you're going to produce an individual video on each one, but then you're going to mash them up and produce one video. Now, you might be saying, is that a longer video? Yes, because we've seen time and time again that these stupid stats that all videos should be less than 90 seconds are fundamentally false. It, it's, it's completely not true. Just like the idea that people have the attention span of a goldfish is a total myth as well. This is one of those myths. It has more to do with social videos that get shared on Facebook. It's not – we're talking – listen, if somebody's getting ready to spend a bunch of money potentially with your firm, with your organization here in the very near future, like tomorrow maybe, don't you think they might be willing to watch more than 90 seconds of video to make sure they're not going to make a mistake? The answer is, of course, yes. Sure. So if you're going to do a cat video, less than 90 seconds, if you're yeah. going to create something of any value, don't worry about the time so much. Yeah, We say – so try to be as concise yet thorough as possible. Yeah, and and so it's a double-edged sword, but be sure. as concise yet thorough as possible. That's the eighty percent video. The key, though, to that video, Ian, is that you integrate it into the sales process as soon as possible. So, in other words, ideally, in a perfect, you want to send it to the prospect before you meet with them, so that by the time you get there, they already know the answer to those eighty percent. But they've heard it from you, they've seen it from you, they've learned it from you, and now we're spending more time selling. Last time, teaching. That's the yep. idea of the 80% video. Very Beautiful. simple, but almost nobody does it. If you want to learn how companies go from 20% to 90% of their team hitting their numbers, or how companies grew from 17 million to over 100 million in three years, then get your pre order copy of Same Side Selling. In fact, if you go to samesideselling.com, you can see a number of bundles that will get you a bunch of bonuses if you pre-order right now. Just go to samesideselling.com to learn more. What's the next one? Number two is bio video. Fast and furious with this one. A bio video is a shorter video that talks about two things regarding you. This is your biography video, your bio video. It talks about why you do what you do in the workplace and also talks about a little bit of you personally, professionally. But here's the key, and this is the part that nobody – not, I shouldn't say nobody. Many people do not do well, and that's integrate this bio video into your email signature. Here's what we have found. When you have a bio video in your email signature, if you're a typical salesperson sending out, sending out 100 more emails a week, you'll find that you get an additional 25 to 30 views of that bio video per month. That's 25 to 30 more people that, again, have seen your face and heard your voice and start to know you. Uh, essentially before the call. It's a beautiful, the best tool that I've seen for this is called Y-Stamp, W-I-S-E Stamp. W-I-S-E Stamp is the best email signature tool I've seen for salespeople especially, for professionals. It's very inexpensive. It's extremely professional if you want a world-class signature. Email signatures are are underappreciated in terms of their efficacy as a sales and marketing tool. Ian. Cool. So we've got the 80% video, we've got the bio video, then what? Number three is uh, service product pages on your site. So here's the quick one-on-one on this. Usually, outside of your homepage, your service product pages are some of the most viewed pages of your site. So we want to have one specific video for each one of those, but here's the big fat key to those. They, of course, are going to do what almost everybody does, which is talk about 
what the product is, hopefully the problem that it solves, right? Who's it for? But here's the part, Ian, that nobody does that they need to do. This is the most important part of a product or service video. Who the product or service is not for. Of course, you understand the psychology to this. What's crazy is most people don't. Everybody's like, it's great. It's wonderful for everybody. When the moment you say what it's not or what you're not, that's the moment you become dramatically more attractive to those who you are a good fit for. I'm sure you have a point about that one, Ian. Yeah. So so the, the idea, what Marcus is talking about there is something I often speak about, and so does Marcus, about disarming. So the idea is that if if you walked into a place and said to somebody, hey, what I do is perfect for everybody, people are going to think to themselves, well, I bet you it's not good for me. If you walked in and said, well, what we have is great for some people, and if you're left-handed and your right foot is slightly shorter than your, your right leg is shortly, slightly shorter than your left leg, then it's not a good fit for you. Then what happens is psychologically the other person goes – well, I'm not left-handed, and right. and my legs are the same length, so this must be a good fit for me. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's amazing. And when you do this now, all of a sudden, you waste way less time, and you your 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 buyers become again much more attracted to you, and they sense a greater sense of trust with you because nobody else has been willing to say what you're not. Yep. Right. If I'm willing to say, like, as a pool guy, look, fiberglass pools, they don't get longer than 40 feet, wider than 16 feet, deeper than eight feet. And so if you're looking for a pool that's longer than 40, wider than 16 or deeper than eight, well, then fiberglass might not be a good choice for you. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, holy cow, I can't believe he's willing to call a spade a spade. Yeah. And then what they do is they convince themselves, you know what? I guess we are OK having a pool that's, well, you know, yeah. we were thinking 45, but 40 is probably enough. Well, even if they don't, like, I, there's been many people that, you know, I said, we wanted 60 long. And I'm like, well, great. At least we now know that fiberglass is not the best fit for you. And that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Yep. Great. Number four, landing page videos. I love this one, Ian. This one is so masterful in terms of its impact. Again, almost nobody does this. And that is this. When you're going to – a landing page in this context will be any page of your site where you could fill out a form, right? Yep. And the, the problem is, Ian, when somebody's filling out a form, either your prospects or even you, when you're filling out a form online and giving away your information, there's four major psychological fears that buyers have. Okay, First major fear is, are they going to spam me to death email? Second is, are they going to call me to death? Third is, uh, w- w- you know, privacy of my information. What are they going to do with my information? And then fourth is, so exactly what is this process going to look like if I fill out the form? Yep. So here's what you want to do. You want to put a, a video that addresses these concerns immediately next to the form that you're asking them to fill out. But here's the very important part that people still screw up and they miss. You must have a very visual title, clear, obvious to see title of the video, right? The title should sound something just like this, Ian. See exactly what will happen if you fill out this form. I love it. Now, the reason for that is obvious because that's what they're thinking. And if they're thinking it and you say it exactly the way that you're, they're thinking it, now, again, psychology steps in and they can't help but to watch the video. And when they watch the video, they might hear something like, so you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself right now, should I fill out this form? Are you guys going to like spam me to death or call me to death? Okay, calm down. Let's talk about exactly what this process is going to look like. So that's the intro to the video. Ian, here's the magic behind it. We've consistently seen that for the companies that do this, they get on average an 80% lift when they put that video next with the title 
next to the form. Think about it. If 80% yep. more people fill out your contact us or get a quote page over the next year, what type of financial impact would that have on your business? There you go. So, so, so we've gone through 80% video, bio yep. video, yep. service product pages, the landing yep. page video when yep. you're filling out a form. Now what? Now the major, the elephant in the room that anybody that's ever heard of the name Marcus Sheridan definitely knows about, which is cost videos. Okay, the how much does it cost? Why this? Well, we don't have the time to go into the total psychology of this, Ian, because we could go on and on and on. But the fact of the matter is when we can't find out the price for something, we actually – it leads to inertia. Ignorance leads to inertia, right? And we go somewhere else where we can't. Now, this doesn't mean that you put a price list. What it means is here's the major components of a cost price video that you openly talk about what drives the cost up. In other words, factors, variables. You talked about what can keep it down. You talk about why some companies are very expensive, why some companies are cheap. And then the third part is you talk about where your company stands, why you chose to be where you are, right? I would suggest that you give ranges, at least give them a sense. But here's the reality. When you do not teach the buyer about why things cost what they cost, what happens is they see two things. They think they're the same thing. And they end up choosing the cheapest one. That's called commoditization. So through the power of education, we can decommoditize the things that have been commoditized. Yep. Right? This is why people pay so much more for you, Ian, than some dork off the street because you actually generate way more revenue for the companies that bring you in than somebody else that just says I'm a sales trainer, right? even though they might pay more with you. Yep, exactly. So, so now we've got, we've got the cost videos. And the one thing that – let me just dispel – all of the anxieties that people have, and and Marcus does this way better, and when you buy, they ask you answer, you will better understand this. But the idea is this, is that your competitor already knows what you charge, and and the whole notion of, well, we can't give our pricing because it depends. Part of your answer is, here's what it depends upon. That's so, exactly all right, right. Next That's one, number six. That's the most critical part of it, right? So let's decommoditize through education. Number six is the customer journey video. So a lot of us are starting to get you know, basic reviews. We might get testimonial quotes. You know, We might have a customer face and a quote on our website. That is not enough. Maybe even case studies. What we need is visual stories that show what we call the customer's journey, otherwise known in other parts as the hero's journey like you see with Disney. Now, hero's journey, although it has traditionally 12 parts, it really has three fundamental parts, which are what was the problem that the person experienced, the problem or need? When did things go south? Right? That's number one part. Second part is the journey they went on to solve said problem, and generally that journey is with you, your company. Third part is where they are today because they went on that journey with you and they got your service or product. In other words, the happily ever after. Yep. It's amazing how many people will actually agree to do these if you ask them and you make it easy for them. Some people tell me, and there's just no way that our customers would agree to that. Well, you know, unless you're like a bankruptcy attorney, I don't know. I mean, in most cases, they will. I can tell you that. You know, it's interesting. We actually have um, we have a case study format right now with the with the uh, new release of same side selling that is for clients. And it says, what's their background? Um, it's what's their background, why it mattered, what are the results and what were their keys to success? Yeah. And that's it. It's a short one pager for each one. And guess what? Every single one has the company the individual, their picture and who they are, and now you've prompted me that we got to get videos of them too. 
Yeah, yeah. And what's amazing, and we're actually doing the same thing with They Ask You Answer the Book. So They Ask You Answer the Book is coming out with an entire promo video of real companies that have gone through the They Ask You Answer journey. I know the same thing has happened with Same Side Selling. And so this is a great, great tool to use. Yep. Last one, number seven. seven. Yeah, number seven. Number seven goes back to what an About Us video should be, and that is the claims that we make. Okay, so every company makes claims. We're the best this. We're the most that. We have the best such and such, this and that. So here's the activity that you want to do. You want to write down the claims that you make as a company. You might make these claims on your website or within your sales messaging. And then you ask yourself two questions, Ian. The first question you ask yourself is, okay, um, of these claims, how many of our competitors also make a very similar, <laughs> if not same claim, right? which is like roughly 80 to 90% are you're going to find are redundant in the marketplace. The second question to ask yourself is how many of these have we visually proven and not just stated? And that therein lies, okay, unless we have shown it, it doesn't exist. Yep. So we can't say um, we, our customer service is second to none. Well, everybody says that. Like literally show me your customers, their stories, maybe the, the customer service training that your team goes through. And ex- like those types of things, that makes it believable. That's the selling seven, Ian. And I'm telling you what, um, if you look at it, that's actually way more than seven videos, sure. right? Right. But if a company follows this pattern, we've seen this, the the growth will be literal hockey stick growth in terms yep. of brand business bottom line. Absolutely. Love it, man. And um, it's great stuff. We've got a um, there's a there's a there's a client of mine, an organization you've worked with also um, in the technology space. So you and I now know who it is. And um, and these guys actually there's several companies that fit, that fit the criteria we've both worked with. But but you'll guess on who it is. And these guys provide IT services to organizations and they focus on results with their customers. They do a lot with video and they just landed a new client who's a rather good sized client who was a big law firm that was struggling getting decent service from other companies in the past. And the client the client sent a note that said, for the first time, I feel like I have a real partner working with us. And I said, dude, you need to get in your car with a camera and a microphone and you need to capture that right now because that's all you need to have on the legal part of your web page for law firm clients is that person saying for the first time we feel like we have this and you'll stand out head and shoulders above everybody else. But if you said we help our clients feel like they have a true partner, everyone says that. But when the client says I now feel like I have a true partner makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's possible. That's really why we're talking about this is how can we advance that feeling and that relationship way sooner than we typically do, way before the handshake. Yep. Brilliant, man. So, hey, Marcus, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and learn more about the amazing wizardry of Marcus Sheridan? Yeah, you can find me at uh, Marcus Sheridan. Dot com. What a surprise. com. You can email me, Marcus, at MarcusSheridan.com as well. And obviously, you know, we, we, we teach companies how to do this. And so if you really want to have that culture of video in-house, man, I'm telling you, we have, we've led the charge on this. Instead of you outsourcing it forever and just doing 1% of, of your potential with visual Learn to do it in-house. It's amazing what can happen, and we'd love to teach it to you. You know what? The workshops you do are world-class, and uh, I encourage people to reach out. And if you don't have a copy of They Ask You Answer, you need to get one. You better (laughs) ask somebody, fool.
All right, Marcus. Hey, great talking to you, man. You too, brother. Marcus shares so much amazing insight. And if you have not read They Ask, You Answer, hop onto Amazon and get your copy right now. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Let me give you a quick 30-second recap of the key information I think you can use and apply to your business right away. First, video is a trust play. If you're not embracing video today, you're going to miss the train, so get on it right now. Second, video gives that ability for people to see your face, hear your voice, and know you before you show up, and that's one of the inherent benefits of video. And then the seven categories of video that move the needle and will especially move the needle when it comes to sales is that 80% video, the bio video, and putting that as part of your signature block, service and product pages, the landing page videos, cost videos, customer journey video, and finally the claims we make to make sure you're not just saying it, but you're showing it. Remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. If there's a guest you think I should have on the program, or a topic you'd like me to cover, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customers.